inquirers and welcome to the expanse of deep open mind and conversation i'm the one they call shane and in today's discussion we dive into a lot of the untalked about underworkings of our reality from big pharma to helping people understand their personal experiences with the paranormal some conversations need to be had to get it all out on the table and attempt to understand what might actually be happening all around us but before we get into that We, of course, have to do the front of house. So if you aren't already following the show across social media, highly recommend that you do if you want to get updates on anything new and interesting going on with the show. Of course, Instagram is the one I'm the most active on, but you guys can check us out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Discord. And uh, as far as Discord goes, it'd be really cool if some of you guys hopped in on there. There's a lot more going on in the Discord. I'm trying to build that up as much as possible to form a community of all of you awesome people out there. But the only way I'm going to be able to keep making that work and keep doing that is if you guys hop in, do some interaction, become part of the Inquirer community slash Bizarre Encounters. I guess it kind of accompanies all of it. But uh, definitely, if you guys want to have some awesome conversations with some like-minded individuals, definitely go and check out the Discord. Can't promote that enough. And uh, if anybody's interested in being a guest on the show or having me as a guest on your show, or if you're interested in sponsoring the show in some way, shape, or form, or if you just want to have a conversation with me, you guys can get a hold of me through social media. Instagram is the one I'm the most active on, but you guys can definitely message me on Facebook also, or you guys can email me at inquiriesourrealitypodcast.outlook.com, or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form, and of course, that goes directly to my email. And uh, make sure you guys check your spam or junk folders, make sure nothing gets missed in the process, because again, I do respond to every single message that I get from you guys. And if you guys have an encounter that you guys want to report, no matter how big, no matter how small, paranormal, uh, cryptids, aliens, uh, UFOs, uh, anything anomalous, anything interesting like that, you guys can report those to OMMEncounterReports at Outlook.com. Or you guys go with a link tree and there is a separate submission form for that. I believe it's the third tab down. It says report in an encounter. And uh, depending on what you want to do with it, we can have a little bit of back and forth. Either one, I can read on the show, give you guys a shout out, or we can just discuss it one-on-one, or you guys could possibly be a guest on the show. Or if I'm somewhat near you, maybe we can. E- I can even get out and be able to investigate it. But if you guys want to keep the encounters between us, that's definitely possible. We can just have a discussion about it. Maybe I can help you out with it a little bit. Or again, if you guys want to get featured on the show, just let me know. And of course, like I said, we'll have some back and forth if you guys shoot me a message about any of that. And uh, if you guys can't get enough of the weird stuff I do, you guys can go and check out Bizarre Encounters, my other show that I do with my awesome co-host, Oren. Uh, we deep dive into the paranormal, cryptids, aliens, anomalous things, anything weird like that. Uh, we d- deep we do our own research on stuff. We have some back and forth. We have some fun discussions. Uh, sometimes there's guests on the show, but it's a little bit different of a format. That sounds like something you guys might be interested in. Definitely recommend going and checking that out. If you guys want to keep tabs on everything I do all in one place, you guys can go and follow Open Minds Media across social media. 
And if you guys want to support the show, there's a couple different ways to do so. Number one that I'm trying to build up as much as possible is the Patreon. You'll get things over there such as ad-free episodes of the show, early access to the show, lives of the show, live replays of the show, exclusive merch store discounts, uh, exclusive giveaways, um, Patreon exclusive shows such as the other show that I'm starting up, Bizarre Inquiries, and the first unofficial episode slash first episode are already dropped on the Patreon if you guys want to go and check that out. And if you guys have any suggestions for the Patreon, I'm more than happy to hear them. I want to try to give you guys what you want as far as that content goes. And at least over there too, you don't just get one show, you also get Bizarre Encounters and any other shows that I do all in one place, Open Minds Media Patreon. And if you guys want to donate to the show directly, you guys can do so through Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, or Red Circle, which is the RSS host for the show. Even if you just if you just want to buy me a coffee to make it so I can stay up late and keep editing and doing all the different stuff for the show, definitely appreciated. A uh, majority of that's going to go toward being able to get out to more events, to be able to meet more of you guys, uh, make more opportunities as far as p- possibly speaking at events, stuff like that. It all goes back into the show because I'm trying to continue to build up and grow the show as much as I possibly can this year. And uh, the f- third way you guys can support the show is through the Open Minds Media merch store. Over there, I got designs for Inquiries While Reality, Bizarre Encounters, some other cryptid designs. Definitely going to be updating as far as different holiday designs. Uh, there's always going to be something relatively new on there. I'm going to try to drop new designs monthly. So if you guys want to go and support the show, it's an awesome way to do so. Uh, there is random promo codes that get dropped on the Instagram and stuff here and there. And of course, if you guys join the Patreon, you guys do get exclusive merch store discounts depending on which tier you guys pick. And number four, as far as supporting the show, you guys can do so through leaving a review or rating on iTunes or Spotify or whatever other podcatcher you use. And uh, if I can find that review, which I definitely check frequently, I'll, of course, read it on the show and give you guys a big shout out. And uh, don't forget to uh, go and check out I Know Squatch, uh, one of the absolute best cryptid merchandise brands out there. Uh, Rick and Hans are always absolutely killing it with their awesome creeper designs. They're always dropping uh, new designs over there, new different merch style ideas. I know they recently just dropped this really, really cool camo Squatch hoodie. So I know I scooped one for myself. I uh, highly recommend you guys go do go and do so too because I think you guys will definitely enjoy it if you guys are into all of the Squatch style research. And uh, don't forget to go and check them out. Uh, speaking at multiple events, as we get closer to those, I will drop some of those dates. So you guys can go and check those out. And uh, if you guys are going to see me vending at any places this year, I will have I know Squatch gear for sale. So you guys can definitely go and scoop some from me. And uh, we're going to kind of collaborate back and forth. And you know they'll have some of my gear and stuff like that when they go out and vend. But you know we're going to have a have a symbiotic relationship going as far as helping to promote each other back and forth. And uh, speaking of that, got to give a shout out to Joe. He's been supporting the show since the very beginning. And uh, I guess I've kind of been supporting his stuff since the very beginning, too. Uh, if you're looking for anything other crypto-related other than Squatch, of course, you know, you can definitely go check out some awesome Squatch stuff from Joe, but he specializes in anything and everything all cryptid and slash alien related. So I know he does his multiple series. I know he's been dropping a lot of new awesome stuff. So if you guys haven't checked that out recently, even if you checked it out like a month ago, I guarantee you he has some new stuff up there. So definitely go and check it out and scoop yourself some awesome gear especially considering that half my closet is I know Squatch and Crypto Theology and my designs. Well, split between the three, of course. Uh, obviously, I really like it. Uh, it's not just uh, me specifically promoting it. They both do some amazing work. So if you guys want to go and pick up some of the best cryptid gear you could possibly pick up on the market, definitely go and check out Crypto Theology and I know Squatch. And uh, for all of my paranormal investigators out there, don't forget to go and check out the Chattergeist. It is the all-in-one paranormal investigating tool. 
I use it every single time I go out paranormal investigating. And uh, if you guys have any technical questions on it whatsoever, Barry is the guy who runs the Dimension Devices Instagram. He is also the guy that programmed and developed the device. So he can answer any of your guys' technical questions that you guys might have. And uh, if you guys decide that you want to scoop one for yourself, don't forget to use the affiliate link. I believe that even when he is doing special discounts, which I keep seeing him do a lot recently, uh, if you use our affiliate link, uh, this will help us out. And it'll also make it so that you can still get that discount price that he's putting up there, of course. And uh, everything that I mentioned is all available in the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show, researcher Rob. How's it going today, man? It's going all right. Going all right. Surviving the uh, the storm outside. Hunker down in the uh, the uh, battle basement here, so I should be alive throughout this whole podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, you got your fortifications. Yeah, I see like racks behind you. Like all you need is yeah. is some prepping stuff on the racks. You'll be all set. <laughs> got some gun safes you just never know especially in new england <laughs> so uh, i'm glad we finally made it around to this uh we were talking for a few minutes before we started and it already seems like we kind of got a cool thing going where we are gonna have some uh, interesting conversation today uh but before we get into everything of course i like to give people kind of a background on who people are what they do how they got into the stuff that they do so uh why don't you let the listeners know a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your work and what you do um kind of been in this for the past five years uh generally i come from the frat boy mentality um i was in the automotive industry for 20 something years uh i never believed in alien ghost paranormal in fact i would troll people if this was four years ago i'd be making fun of people um some things happened um met some very interesting people um, had an experience with ayahuasca, um, being a single dad, just how things are chaos. And, and I decided that I wanted to go back to college and switch my degree, uh, my bachelor's degree to, uh, therapy, be a, be a therapist, uh, especially for children. And then I realized how much I actually hate people and, <laughs> You know, grown adults cannot take responsibilities for their own actions. And then I had met some people, especially with my trip with ayahuasca, and I kind of got into the uh, parapsychology, metaphysical. And, you know, it kind of, it was kind of something that I was born into, and I, I hate using that term, but, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of where I'm at now. Um, this year, I'll be finishing up with my degree. Um, I kind of enrolled in an institute, uh, metaphysical institute, which is really, really cool. Um, and then I started my own kind of analyst solution center so people can contact me. I, I have some good people in my, you know, um, in my Rolodex, if I want to kind of date myself and just try to help people, especially children, um, I think this is a wild time we're living in where, you know, our government's starting to admit that we have aliens. Um, I think the uptick, there's an uptick in the normies having, you know, paranormal experiences. And then 
especially have you ever heard of ryan bledsoe's story yeah of course i was just talking about that maybe like a handful episodes back we kind of touched base on it a little bit because we had some other experiences that were pretty close along the lines but we didn't dig into it too too deep so his father christopher bledsoe is probably one of the most famous experiencers around and i got introduced to uh ryan bledsoe especially when during covid he started coming out and telling his, his family's story and that kind of gave me the inspiration to what happened to him and his family. And especially, you know, they reached out to MUFON and then MUFON kind of threw him under the bus and then History Channel threw him under the bus. And then, you know, all the three-letter agencies, they didn't want to help the family. They just wanted to study them. They, they were lab rats. And so I decided that what I ultimately want to do is start a, start a business where you know, people, you know, they don't know what's happening to them. They can't understand. They have no history of the paranormal. They can just call people. They're not going to rake them over the coals or, you know, use their story for clicks and likes. You know, these ghost bros going to the house and kind of stirring shit up. Um, More often making so, it worse for the family than if they were never exactly, even there in the first place. <laughs> exactly. And especially in, you know, I'm in New England, uh, same state that, uh, who are the ghost hunters? Shit, I can't believe I just forgot their name. Ed and Lorraine Warren. You know, they did some good stuff. There's a lot of people out there that absolutely worship them like gods, but they, you know, towards the end, to keep that fame, they were making shit up. They were also stirring up stuff to make it worse for the families. I mean, they were even and, cutting and running on the families and writing books about them, saying they're going to give them payment out of it and then never even paying the families. I mean, there's a lot of shady stuff that was happening under the table with them. Absolutely. And I think now I think the, the son-in-law now runs it, runs their museum. And, you know, they've got the investigators that really not investigating. They're, it's all for clicks and likes in YouTube and, you know, Patreon and, you know, Venmo. And it's like, that's really not fair, especially a single mom. You know, she's got two kids, you know, raising kids in an apartment. And next thing you know, tables are flipping. Kids are scared, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, uh, paralysis. And, you know, you, you can't just Google the symptoms because it, nothing is clear cut, especially with the paranormal and especially with the paranormal and what's happening with the UAPs and, um, you know, alien entities. You know, there's so many people out there that are so stuck in the middle of the road and they think they know what's going on and they really don't. So the least thing I could do is help people what I've learned, you know, down the road. In fact, I'm sitting in the same spot where I'm an experiencer myself. When, I, when we first moved out here, I think it was about three years old. You know, I had contact with entities and just because I have small children myself, I won't do the regression, the, uh, hypnotic regression yet because i don't want to stir things up but you know i know it's like for something that bad to happen especially to a child and nobody believes you and it's kind of waved off but you know now i think there's definitely enough proof that we're not alone on this planet as crazy as that sounds we're not alone there's other things that have been here and we don't know what's here you know, you, you listen to someone like uh, 
Linda Moulton how and she'll tell you there's 15 different entities and you know she's got the Navy SEALs looking into it it's just garbage it's complete I'm tired of opening up UFO Twitter and just these people that you think that are smart and just the, the, sh the bullshit that comes out of their mouth and it's not fair to the uh, you know to the kids or the people that are scared they don't know what's going on so I think we need more people that are you know willing to check their egos out the door and you know try to help oh yeah and actually try to get somewhere with it rather than just kind of promoting it and just turning it into something that just turns into profit for them correct you know or they got the popular youtube channel or they got you know thirty-seven thousand retweets you know you're dealing with someone's livelihood you're dealing with someone's mental state um you know, we, we live in a country where mental health, the system is completely broken. And if you went to a doctor and said, hey, last night, this goblin looking creature was sitting on my chest, you know, they're going to throw you in the rubber room. They're going to they're going to boot you up with narcotics. I think it's, you know, especially the, the paranormal is just not a field where people are taken seriously, and especially from academia, especially in our our medical system. Oh yeah, there's 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 a lot to unpack here, and there's a lot of different avenues I want to go down. As far as uh, I definitely want to like hear about your experience, uh, what exactly the entities were that you saw during your experience, and of course I want to dive back into this whole um, idea about how they, the, the, essentially what you're talking about with your cases, how about how a lot of people just try to promote stuff and not actually try to like get to the bottom of all of this stuff. Uh, but I guess. Take it all the way back to the beginning. We can kind of run back through all of it. Um, of course, I always kind of dig into psychedelic plants. So I kind of want to hear a little bit about your uh, ayahuasca experience, why you did it, and how it kind of led into the work that you're doing now. And then we can kind of run it back through from there. Yeah. Go ahead, shoot. Uh, so as far as like your ayahuasca experience, um, again, what was, what was the reason why you decided that you wanted to do that? And uh, do you think that it may have possibly been because you said you were one of those people that didn't really believe in anything, even though you had an experience when you were four. Uh, do you think that you had something that you kind of repressed as far as what you actually experienced and the ayahuasca kind of helped to like bring it out and make you realize like what may have actually happened? I think the ayahuasca definitely helped bring back out what had happened 40 something years ago. Um, what happened was that, you know, during COVID, I was going through a very hard transitional time, um, kind of going through my own, you know, my own trauma. I didn't want, you know, especially couldn't walk into a hospital or, or get a, you know, a, an appointment with a therapist, especially through all that garbage. Uh, I had a very good friend of mine that recommended, um, psilocybin mushrooms. And I was, I was always dead set against it. I used to make fun of people that were into Reiki and taking mushrooms. And I had my first, my first trip. And, um, I wish what happened to me, more people that are experiencing trauma can experience that relief and that, that whole switching off of the brain and just being one with, you know, just basically being one with the universe. Um, letting all that sadness and grief go. Um, and uh, I'm a big opponent for psilocybin to be used in treating people with trauma and PTSD, um, especially war veterans that just can't switch it off. They got that manic switch in their head, which is just their, their, their nightmares are over and over and over again. 
And psilocybin was able to stop that for me in his tracks. And if it wasn't for psilocybin, you and I would not be having a conversation today. I mean, um, that's one of those things that it actually uh, changes like the neurological pathways in your brain and actually makes you think a little bit differently, even beyond after actually taking it. So like even beyond like the whole, I guess people would like to call it like woo woo concept behind them. Like there is scientific evidence that's backing up the idea that it'll help to recreate um, like thought processes so that it'll help people get over trauma. It'll help people get over that. But again, there's always the thing where it doesn't necessarily always work for everybody. Um, but you know, for me, at least a little bit different than a lot of people, I guess I kind of was forced to deal with it. And then afterwards, then I was kind of able to like enjoy it and be one with the universe. And I mean, some people are okay with that. Other people aren't necessarily, but you kind of get both sides. Either one, you kind of get faced with your demons and then you can enjoy it after, or two, you get to feel one with the universe and then it kind of makes you feel at peace, but you don't know which side you're going to end up on, which I think is kind of what scares a lot of people away from trying it as a practical medicine. You know, I definitely lucked out and, and I know it's not for everybody, but it's the same thing as SSRIs, uh, you know, why is uh, something like Prozac, you know, available to everybody, which I think does more harm than good. But, you know, psilocybin is considered a what, class one drug. And if you're caught with it, it's there, you know, the government in the state's going to ruin your life. Um, I'm a big opponent on microdosing. Uh, again, same friend was able to set me up with uh, three months of, of microdosing. And it just made me such a better person. And that's coming from being angry all the time and just not being acceptable. Like I said, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't open to new things, especially going into my forties. Um, I was just a prick, absolute prick. And, you know, being able to experience psilocybin and rewiring my brain has made me and my, you know, rewires your brain and your soul. It makes you a better person. It's made me a better dad, absolutely a better father. Um, see, I'm with you on that one. I think it's kind of did the same for me because I know a lot of the listeners who were around in the beginning kind of heard me talking about it more, but like I was a really bad alcoholic and actually psilocybin mushrooms yeah. is what ended up helping me get over that. And in turn, like my son wasn't born yet, but my daughter was around and I got my, I got everything on track before she got old enough to really realize what was going on. So in turn, I kind of feel the same way that it made me be a better father because it made me appreciate what's in front of you versus trying to it, the way I kind of describe it is there's like two sides of quote drugs. There's the side that expands your mind. And then there's the side that represses your mind. And most people want to go for the ones that repress your mind because it makes you feel better temporarily. But realistically you want to have the ones that expand your mind because there's a little bit of fear when you're first doing it. But in turn, it expands your mind past the traumas and makes it so you don't need to be shut down anymore. And it actually makes you want to reach for new things and reach for new goals and expand your awareness and your consciousness. You know, especially psilocybin, I was scared to take it because of the horror stories I heard of it. Uh, you know, I never tried psychedelics before, but I tried everything else under the sun. You know, so, and even when I was on the psilocybin, especially for the first time, I didn't feel drugged. I didn't feel out of it. I just, it was, and I know this sounds corny, but it just sounded like a rebirth. It was just like, I'm this brand new person for four hours. Don't get me wrong, coming off of it, you still have your problems, but, uh, you know, it was just a, f a wonderful experience. And again, it could either make people's problems worse or it can make it better. But you know what? It's like that with any other drug out in the market, you know, just because I don't have a, you know, white coat and a stethoscope, 
you know, just because you can't run out of CVS and get yourself, you know, a, you know, a pound of uh, mushrooms. I, 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 you know, it's the same thing with Kratom. I take Kratom daily. Uh, I, I was on SSRIs um, about 10 years ago. I was on SSRIs for about three years, and that was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, I would never recommend it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm an opponent where people need to check their mental health, but not, not in the way that, you know, these hospitals want to, um, like I said, it's, it's garbage. These therapists, especially these, you know, you got therapists that are working for a hospital and they're given so many patients in an hour. It is just become, it's become a pill mill and it's become, um, this conveyor belt. You know, nobody sits and, and talks anymore. Um, you know, that they're all looking, you know, you good. Yep. Okay. That sucks. Here you go. Here's a prescription. Run to CVS, run to Walmart, take this stuff. You're going to feel better. You don't, you know, especially, especially the ayahuasca. I learned that nobody's coming to save you in this planet. You know, if you don't do the work, you're going to fail miserably. And it's the same thing with mental health. Don't blame <clears throat> You know, don't blame some doctor that tells you that you have, you know, AHD or some kind of new, you know, uh, say it politely, some new mental illness. You know, we're poisoned every day, mm -hmm. you know? See, and you know. the other side of that, too, is a lot of people don't realize that a lot of these drugs that they give you, um, they change your brain chemistry, and then your brain can't self-regulate anymore. So part of the reason why I think a lot of these drugs like that are illegal in the first place is because they know, I'm sure they've been lobbied by big pharmaceutical because they know that they're actual cures and not treatments. And big pharma makes money off of treatments, not cures. If they had a be all end all cure that was not addictive for anything, ph big pharmaceutical industry would be making money. But if they get you hooked onto a bunch of drugs that change your brain chemistry to the point where it can't self-regulate again, and you have to be stuck on them forever in order to feel okay, then that's where they make their money. And again, that's, that's part of the reason why I think that they're lobbied so hard that they're still scheduled the way they are, even though they're harmless drug that you can't even overdose from to begin with. And the fact that it's like you take them and, you know, you can go like six months before you really feel like you need to do like another quote, like trip or like a marker dose. It all kind of depends on you yourself. But at least, you know, if you're doing stuff like that, it's not actually messing up your brain chemistry because it'll re-regulate after and all the stuff that kind of popped up like LSD might be something totally different. Um, I don't know how much research actually has been done on that, but you know, you hear all those horror stories that came from back in the day about, you know, mushrooms, LSD, all of that kind of stuff. And I mean, I don't necessarily, I think a lot of those were actually propaganda more so than anything. Um, but again, I don't know specifically with LSD, but at least with mushrooms, everybody that I've, I've known for a long periods of time that have done them regularly, more often than not, they end up coming out on top and becoming out a mentally stronger person. And it's not very often that you really see somebody that ends up becoming weaker from having done them. It's usually the people that are hooked on the big pharmaceutical industry drugs that can't actually cope with life. And the people that look for these natural remedies as far as like correcting their own brain um, end up in a lot better of a situation. Even like the aspect that people go to a therapist and they essentially just want them to say everything, tell them everything, here you go, here's your pill. You know, they're not really helping with like practical things. So a lot of the people that get into like mushrooms, for example, they'll start watching like the, you know, actual like 
self-help, not necessarily, I don't want to necessarily say self-help, but they'll start watching the videos on like how to retrain your brain in this way, how to train your brain in this way, which I think therapists could do a lot more good if they actually talk to people about, you know, if you feel this way, think about stuff like this. And they actually told them how to manipulate their brain themselves versus taking a pill to do it. They'd be in a lot better of a place. But again, most people don't get into that side of like the psychology aspect of how to trick your brain unless they've done some type of like psilocybin, for example. And then it kind of expands and pushes you that way into self-regulating and learning how to do this stuff yourself. You're you're a hundred percent correct. Um, you know, especially going back to school, um, and taking psychology classes in a major university. Um, there's no study about, you know, natural path. There's no study about self-help. It's all about X, Y, and Z. And at the end of, at the end of the, the, the lecture, it's always like these drugs are great for, you know, again, X, Y, and Z. And it's always the push to pharmaceuticals. And you're also surrounded with people, you know, and I'll piss people off by saying this, but it's usually, you know, with broken women with different colored hair sitting in the classes that are, you know, they think just because they took a Prozac and their life got better, that they're going to help other people. They're going to become a therapist. The wrong people are becoming therapists. I will always say that to the day I died, you know, the wrong people get into this field for the wrong reasons. And I think that's why we have so many problems with the suicide rate through the fucking roof. Nobody wants to talk about that. Um, but he was seeing a therapist. She was seeing a therapist. Yeah. But a lot of these therapists nowadays are straight trash. I mean, they just slap a label on somebody so that they have an excuse. They don't actually like try to help them work on it other than again, trying to drug them up. Like most of the time people will get, you know, they'll say you have ADHD, you have this, you have that. And then they'll use that as a crutch through everything for the rest of their life. And they're not really helping the person. They're just giving them an excuse to be able to float through certain parts of life. They're not, they're not actually faced with life and actually learn how to deal with things and cope with things and actually learn how to become a mentally stronger person. They, they just have a crutch because they can just throw a label on it. <laughs> again, you're absolutely correct. Um, again, I said at the beginning of the podcast is that the reason I don't want to become a therapist is because nobody takes responsibility for their own actions. And they are given a label and be like, hey, I can act like an asshole all day because I have X, Y, and Z. My doctor told me that I'm schizophrenic or my doctor told me I have ADHD. So I can do what I want, say what I want, you know, feel sorry for me. It, it's just enough's enough. Um, other thing too is that I learned is that the human body, we're, we are more special than we're told. We have a lot more than our five senses. And I think we're, you know, we're, we're poisoned every day. Our skies are sprayed with whatever chemicals there are, our foods straight trash. And it's for a reason. Um, you know, especially in the metaphysical, I learned a lot about, um, actually how I got into us doing a lot of studying into talking to people that had near death experiences and, you know, everybody is capable of remote viewing. Everybody's capable of, uh, you know, learning to, you know, remove themselves. Everyone's capable of traveling into the astral plane. I, to me, I think it's fucking cool, but I think as we grow older and, and we start climbing up in years, we start finding out that everything we touch, breathe, eat, ingest is just straight poison. Mm -hmm. You know, is there a reason for it? 
you know, I'll put my tinfoil hat on and say, yes, I think the, the, you know, the dark souls that run this planet really don't want us learning that our bodies are just containers. Our brain is actually an antenna. You know, we're, our soul's taking a ride in this body right now, right now, you know, I could be on my fifth reincarnation and my dead corpse be, could be buried somewhere. You know, I think that's pretty cool. And I think things like that should be explored, especially for people that have, you know, trauma issues. Um, I just don't think enough's getting done. But I also think that there's a lot of people on YouTube. There's a lot of people on Instagram that want to be the self-help gurus and, you know, I will help you out. You give me 350 bucks. I'll send you some crystals. I'll work with you one-on-one. -on -one. I think that stuff's got to stop, you know, especially when people are at their worst point, it's easier for these, these gurus to take advantage of them. And that's one of the reasons why I started the company. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do what I can, um, pay me what you can, but I would rather be just humbled and broke. But knowing that some kid, I helped some kid out that's not frightened to go to bed. Um, some person that's not going to end their life because they keep getting harassed by unknown entities. And as crazy as sounds, it does happen. Um, I worked with a lady here in Connecticut. Uh, she's younger than me. But she, she was 16, 17 years old. Uh, she's originally from Nigeria. Her father um, had moved back from Connecticut, went to Nigeria. She flew out there at 16 years old to visit him. I guess the father had married this woman out there in, in Nigeria, and she, she happened to be a witch doctor or whatever, you know, whatever title of dark arts she wanted to give herself. The, the girl... And the stepmother didn't get along. Pretty sure that she put some kind of hex on her. And when she came back to Connecticut, things were were going south for her. She was hearing disembodied voices, um, had a real bad bout with depression. And it wasn't until you know she she hit this point where she was at her house. She was in the kitchen. A um, couple of years had gone by, and this entity had formed in the kitchen and it was the typical typical possession where she it got real cold inside the kitchen uh she kept smelling sulfur and this being was talking her into trying to stab herself to end her life this being was saying the most hor whatever it was was saying the most horrible things to her and she started cutting herself and it wasn't until a little bit into this this experience that all of a sudden she felt this warmth and this unspeakable love so just like there's a yin and yang something of light had come in and helped her out um we worked her with her for a little bit uh some people i know got her on the right track um you know at first she tried explaining this to her mother and she was in institutionalized um, so she just kind of, kind of rolled it. She was scared. She was, you know, she didn't want to talk about it. She was completely embarrassed and there is no reason for people like that to live through that experience. And I'm, I'm happy to say today that 
Uh, she's a teacher. Uh, she's doing very, very well. She actually has her own little side business where she, she tutors people. The for that to be a possibility absolutely still blows my mind, but things like this do happen. And again, four years ago, five years ago, I would have been saying bullshit, making fun of these people, um, and agreeing that they, they probably do have some kind of mental illness, but it's just the way the world is now we're, we're, we live in a different reality and it's not what we were told from, you know, from when we were little. I don't know if you're a churchgoer, uh, you know, I don't know if you're a religious person, but I know I grew up Catholic and all the stuff that was crammed down my throat. And it took me until almost 50 years old to find out that it's just ways to control people. And there are bad things that go bump in the night. I mean, for a lot of the time, I mean, it really takes somebody who's had an experience to really be able to like stand from a point to really be able to talk to somebody about it. And a lot of people don't take into consideration the fact that when somebody's going through one of these experiences where something's attached to them, like they act like a totally different person. Like they, they there's a lot of like weirdness that gets involved with that. And I mean, when you get into, uh, like how to mentally be able to cope with this kind of stuff when nobody will listen to you in the first place. Like if everybody's ruled against you and you don't have one person close to you that you can even talk to about it, it's like, where do you even start with this kind of stuff? And especially if it's something that you don't even necessarily like believe yourself is happening. Cause a lot of the time these people that are having these super traumatic experiences, it's like the first time they've really experienced stuff like this. So they don't really like even have like a really a place to start from. So again, it kind of takes somebody who's had the experiences to be able to work with them through it. Otherwise, they, they don't exactly know where to stick it. And I mean, again, coming from somebody who also was raised in um, a religious household for the most part, I kind of had this idea for a while when I was young that I had a lot of weird experiences that happened to me, but I rejected a lot of this stuff just because it was getting forced down my throat. And a lot of the time too, if people grow up in a household like that, where they start having these experiences and everybody kind of wants to put it exactly in the biblical context that it ends up doing more damage than it does good in the aspect of like, you know, at least you can name something and say that maybe like a demon or something is attached to somebody. But then there's the other side of it too, where the people start saying that like, you know, they were a sinner. That's why they got attached by a demon. So it kind of, it has like a two sided aspect to it, depending on like which group of people specifically you're talking about when it comes to religion. And especially with like where everything's going now, it seems like everything is up spiking like ridiculously. And I feel like a lot of it, obviously there's, dark powers that control most of the world. So with all of the normalization of mental illness, I feel like a lot more experiences are kind of getting tucked and hidden away with not people realizing it because a lot of these like dark emotion type things where, you know, people feel depressed, people feel suicidal, things like that. Um, you know, you really start digging into it and it's out of character for that person. And again, people don't want to believe in the paranormal. It just sounds crazy to them. But a lot of the time these people end up having attachments to them. And if they go to like a normal you know, ther therapist about this type of stuff. They'll just label it as depression. They'll say, take these pills, take that pill. And it really takes, again, somebody who's had the experiences and understands it, that they can actually come from the point of like, this is not you, this is something attached to you and actually be able to hopefully get some. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. More with it. And I've talked to a few people um, that have actually come on the show that, uh, you know, they would go to mental institutions. They were like different therapists, like advisors, things like that. And, uh, you know, they would kind of do like their, oh, yeah, this is what we're doing as far as the practice goes. And then as soon as everybody leave the room, they'd say, all right, this is not you. There's an attachment set to you. And they'll do this whole thing where they'll like kind of go about it the more, quote, woo-woo way. And they'll end up actually helping these people where they'll end up being able to leave. They'll be able to go off and live their full life, um, not be confined to the fact that they had something mental that happened to them at some point where they can actually become teachers. They can actually go out and actually do things. But again, it takes one person actually understanding it to actually get to that point for them um, instead of just, again, labeling it as some generic mental illness that's being labeled on everything now and then throwing a pill, which isn't helping anybody. If anything, it's pushing him farther into that corner even more so because now they're attached to something that another dark force is controlling. <laughs> well, absolutely. I definitely think that once these people are on SSRIs or they're, they're on benzos or mood stabilizers that it weakens the, their aura and it's easier for these, you know, dark entities, whatever you want to call them to attach. I mean, how many people have, do you know, and the honest question, I mean, how many people do you know that they just, they just changed and it seemed like overnight. And I definitely, I definitely believe in, you know, the, the whole, uh, poltergeist, the whole, uh, you know, exorcism stuff, you know, people, people's souls being taken over, but I also believe that it can happen to like a quarter of their soul gets taken over. Like, you know, they, they think they're, they're, they're functioning normally, but you know, you have this, these, these creatures or these uh, dark souls that are kind of steering them on, on, you know, steering them to do things that they want to get done. I I believe these, these, you know, as above, so below, everything's got, um, you know, the yin and yang, and, you know, there's an opposite to everything. So, you know, if you go to a church, you can always feel like that, that uplift, that, uh, that, yeah, do I want to use a term, but goodness. And it's the same thing being around, you know, in a weird place, like your, your natural senses are, you know, you, you know, you have three brains, you have your brain, your head, your heart, and your gut. And have you ever walked into somewhere where, you know, they're all three of them are going off. Like they're just something off here. Um, I, I, I personally believe that these things are feeding off their, our loose. They're feeding off our misery. Um, and especially now as, you know, we're connected to the internet, we're connected to everything. We, we know everything that's going around, around the globe. I, I just think that they're, they're having a field day right now. These entities that are, and I think they're attaching to people more and more. 
Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, I, I don't think, I, I think people suffering from mental illness, I, I think the statistic is low. I think a, a, what, we'll, what we're seeing more, especially nowadays, is um, possessions. I mean, even furthering on to that, I've often wondered about the fact of entities being attached to specific substances because, you know, you have people that'll do meth, for example, and they always talk about how they see demons and demons will talk to them and tell them to do certain things. And I mean, whether whatever label you want to put these entities under, I definitely think that there's the probability that these there might be particular entities that are attached to each specific type of drug. And there's a reason why it was formulated and created in the first place. And in turn, by like taking these substances, you get into the whole concept that you have to let something enter. You have to give it permission to enter. But by taking you know, a pill, by smoking something, you're giving it permission to enter your body. So it's like two birds, one stone that I feel like the whole upspike in a lot of the uh, paranormal weirdness side of stuff may also be directly tied to the fact that there's an upspike in people uh, with drug use. And when I say drug use, I'm not just talking about what people are thinking about as far as like people doing heroin, people doing, you know, crack, like anything like that. It even expands to the whole aspect of like pharmaceuticals that I think that they're attached to these things too. And the reason why it's so rampant now, again, is because everybody's taking some form of drug. I mean, whether you believe it or not, I mean, like most people, they wouldn't necessarily classify like their medication they got from the doctor as like a drug, but realistically it is a drug and you're giving whatever it is permission to enter your body in turn. And a lot of the people that are running these big pharmaceutical companies, again, big pharma is attached to a lot of weird, dark things. So it wouldn't be far off because you don't know what occultists could be sitting in power as far as like these pharmaceutical companies go where they know full well what they could possibly be doing to people. <laughs> and again, just masquerading all of this possession and attachment under mental illness because they're just normalizing that and making it so that these dark entities are able to just run rampant now. Uh, you know, again, absolutely. And I think it's why they call alcohol spirits. You know, alcohol just absolutely destroys the body. And I think that's the easiest kind of gateway drug to get these spirits into, you know, everyday people's bodies. Um, you know, it's not that far-fetched if you stop and think about it. I think what's going on now has been in, has been in the works for a long time, a long, long time. Um, you know, our history isn't what we were told it was. The, the good guys like the pharmaceutical companies and the big, you know, big pharma, you know, uh, these huge corporations, they don't give a shit about us. And you're right. I think a lot of these people that, that run these corporations, run these pharmaceutical companies, are in our government, are running offices. I think a lot of them are, you know, dark souls. You know, the whole dark ritual magic bullshit is absolutely real. And I've seen it, you know, I, I've seen it myself. I probably wouldn't have believed it if I haven't, I haven't met people like that. Um, I've met people where I've seen the, 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 the reptilian eye shift. And I have to think to myself, you're like, did I huff gasoline or something? You know, what's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'd like to get the awareness out that before people marry themselves and commit a hundred percent to going to see a therapist or see a psychiatrist and getting on a regimen of pharmaceuticals that they, that they have, that they do a little bit more research, that they have all, all the facts or they have all the possibilities. Um, you know, it's like the people that, 
it, well, it's how much? I don't really give too too much credence to organized religion, but how things have changed for people for just stepping into a church, people that were suffering from you know some kind of weird illness or you know severe depression, and they they attended a mass, and when they walked out, they were like a brand new person. I think walking into like a you know a holy ground or a sacred sacred building you know kind of wash them of whatever thing whatever was attached to them whatever entity or demon or you know black dark soul creature and, and uh you know with the math i think you're right that there are certain drugs that we are giving them permission it's why we it, it's why hollywood is the way it is it's why they make the movies they you know they need you know for the rituals to work they need to have us agree to what's going on um you know, predictive programming. I think predictive programming is the gateway to um, getting everybody to agree to these these dark rituals. I mean, even if you don't necessarily get into like the totally like occult practice aspect of it, I mean, I, I often kind of get into the camp of believing that a lot of the occult stuff is just more so like a master understanding of psycho- psychology. So, you know, when it comes to a lot of these people that are um, like going to like a therapist, for example, and then they're taking some type of drug that the therapist gives them, which alters your perception no matter which way you're looking at. It. If you're depressed and you take a pill that makes you happy, it's altering your perception. Who knows what stuff that even the therapist may not even realize they're implanting into that person's head and they could completely be altering and changing these people's perception of reality and using psychology to essentially conduct their like occult magic where they have like, uh, you know, this camp believes in this and this camp believes in this and all it took was a couple little subtle words that the psycho that the therapist said to him while they were under the influence of some other drug that even like i said the, th- the therapist may not even be aware of it maybe there's like particular phrases because there's like a master understanding of the of how the brain works that you know they might just ask this particular question because this is what they were taught in their classes and how to do it but not realizing that now by asking that question and suggesting this while this person's under a suggestive state from being on some type of psychotropic drug uh then from there you can alter their perception of reality. And then after session, after session of after session, you end up with all these people like you were saying that want to be therapists that are like the blue haired, you know, pink haired girls and stuff that are damaged and they think they can correct everybody else. And they've been completely manipulated. And it's just a chain of events that they learn this on how to help somebody from their their therapist. And all it took was somebody at the top that had an actual understanding of what they were doing and a particular phrase. And now you have generations of people saying this particular phrase to people in that state, and they're not even aware of what they might be doing. <laughs> it, it's, it's an absolute vicious cycle. Um, you know, you're not too far off to how I feel that this is the way that, you know, the medical field, especially for mental health is, is formed. You don't know. You, you know, look at uh, what was the big oxycontin pharmacy? Um, uh, crap. Talking about the family that the, ran it. Yeah. Oh, what is their name? I'm brain fart. I've heard this like a million times. Well, regardless, um, the Slacker family. Um, yeah, Sackler. That's some, right. There are some real dark avenues that family has gone down. Um, and if you ever really do your deep dive into that family, it, you know, it looks to the part where they believed in, you know, re- religious point of, you know, the dark arts, you know, how do you get a nation hooked on a certain drug? 
um, you know, how do you maximize your profit? You just get, you get everybody hooked and everybody looked the other way. And I, I think they had more help. I think they had, you know, uh, you know, basically dark, you know, a dark army behind, behind their mission. I mean, again, I- it's just, it, the, the, when I talk about it out loud, it's just like part of my head's like, God damn, that's crazy. That's so fucked up. But, you know, I mean, for somebody to be that evil and conduct that much evil acts, I mean, it doesn't seem far off for me that it may not actually be human to begin with. And that's why it seems so unhuman to think that way. Yeah, especially with now is that, uh, you know, what actually are you familiar with Robert Bigelow? Yeah. Well, you know, Bigelow Aerospace, you know, he recently had said, and I don't know why this is not on the front page news. This guy is a, you know, billionaire. He, he was the one that funded, you know, uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, he's done so much stuff for NASA, the government, the CIA. And he recently said that there are entities, non-human entities that are walking among us and it scares the shit out of them. And it's crickets, except for UFO Twitter. Those fucking nerds <laughs> go nuts over anything. But, uh, you know, it's crickets. And I'm starting to, the, the more I get into this and the more experience and the more, more case files I go into, it's like, you know, is it possible that we're surrounded by, you know, either, you know, the, the fallen, the Nephilim, the watchers that are here on earth and they're just mingling among us and, you know, staring us down you know, down the wrong way for, you know, the ultimate, you know, loose celebration where they're just feeding off our souls. I don't know. I mean, but, you know, I have a lot, of, a lot of respect for him and the guy's done a lot for this country. So I definitely try to pay attention to everybody. I don't like staying in an echo chamber, but definitely I think Robert Bigelow is, uh, you know, trying, trying to tell everybody something. Well, I mean, we know how easily the human a human's perception can be changed or altered. I mean, like half the you only see seven percent of the light spectrum. You have the whole thing that your mind fills in gaps and spots that you don't actually visually are able to see. So I get into this whole idea about there could theoretically be a lot of different races that are living amongst us, and it's not so much that they're like shape shifting to change into a human, but rather they know how to alter a human's perception into seeing what they want them to see. So like the reptilian whole thing, I don't think that they're literally like wearing human skin or doing anything like that. I mean, I've had my own weird experiences. I don't know if you've ever heard about me talk about on the show, but you know, just seeing people's faces change, but it's like a layer over it. And again, it seems like these things are probably existing within our reality and just changing our perception. They, they still are themselves. They never change their physical body, but rather that they're just altering the, people's perceptions so that they can't actually see them. And I mean, it seems like the more that we kind of dive into this topic, I feel like there's a lot more researchers that are kind of starting to get into that perception of thing, even with like the whole Sasquatch research that people will uh, talk about these certain instances where it's like their perception is altered. It's like, you know, I think that there's a lot more of an understanding of this stuff than what we're led onto, but they kind of let the general masses believe in this whole like shapeshifter thing. So it sounds crazy to the average person and don't 
really push the whole idea about altered perception, which is something that even the government's been diving into forever, not necessarily like covering stuff up with creatures, unless you want to get into the whole, you know, half the UFO abductions might actually be government intervention, um, which is another thing that I usually talk about a lot on the show. But um, yeah, talking about altered perception, you know, I, I think that's a lot of like what's going on and that we could regularly be bumping into other beings from other realities, other places, maybe even hybrids for all we know. I mean, I've had a few people that I've talked to that have claimed to have been hybrids. So it's like, you, you don't really know what's out there. And we're only looking at stuff from the human perspective. And unless something feels off, nobody's questioning it to begin with. You, do, you get that uncanny valley feeling, but a lot of people don't follow their gut anymore. So it's like only half of us are really picking up on that, if that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nobody's following their gut anymore, uh, you know, because 90% of us are poisoned. Um, I'm actually dealing with a case file for a brother and sister right now out of Missouri and how they started what is going on. And I don't really have too much permission to talk about their story right now. And it's still ongoing. Um, but what you just said, they were introduced to a, a couple, uh, a man and a woman. So they, I believe she said that they were six. She was six and her brother was eight. They met this couple on their farm and the couple w was able to change their human face and had a reptilian form. See, I've and talked to a like, handful of people that it's always that it's not physical, literal reptilians, but the only glimpse you'll see of them is just the eyes or a face will change. It's like a layer over the human face, which gets yeah, in that perception. Like yeah, it's like a shadow. It's not like ripping off a mask. It's not like that 80s, you know, crappy TV show V, but it's yeah, they show you they show you just enough to understand that they're not human. You're not dealing with something human. But are you dealing with something alien? I don't know. Are you dealing with something from another dimension? I don't know. Are you dealing for something that's in our, you know, the, the lower realms, which would be considered hell? I don't know. It could be something that's always been here. I mean, <laughs> that's also a probability too. They may have always lived amongst us because I mean, we may not be the apex predators. We just think we are, but a lot of these like inhuman missing person cases where people get totally like pulverized and they'll like just do the weirdest possible things to the bodies that seem so inhuman. It may be because it's inhuman. And those are the actual apex predators that are hiding amongst us. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know if you ever followed like Lou Elizondo. Um, and you know, like I said, I don't like, I don't really like talking about the, the figureheads of the UFO community because there's just so much hate. I think it's on purpose that, there's so much disinformation spread throughout the UFO community, the people that have been studying the phenomenon, just so the government, whatever three-letter agencies that are abduct abducting humans, I do believe you are correct that, you know, there are agencies out there that are, you know, abducting humans um, under the guise of alien abductions. There's way too um, many cases where people claim yeah. to see like a mask line or something on their neck. Like, I think, I think it's a good split. Like there's just too many to not question it, you know? Correct. But with that said, I think that, um, you know, if you're, if you, I always tell people just start your research, just kind of listen to what everybody has to say and then stay down the middle of the road, pick out what feels right to you. Um, if you were following somebody that claims that they know exactly what the phenomena is, they're full of shit. Dave, I guess David Grush, the, the recent whistleblower just did a, uh, a private 
uh, Q&A session the other night. I don't know if you heard about this. No, I haven't heard about so, this yet. So he's in a room with like 50 or 60 people and he kind of just, you know, kind of gave out a little bit more information, kind of, again, did like this kind of uh, up close and personal Q&A. And he said that throughout history, there's only probably alive and dead, only about 50 people in this world that knows exactly what we're dealing with. If that, I mean, <laughs> and I think I thought 50 was a little bit way too high. That's what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> I don't, don't think we're dealing with one thing. I think earth is kind of like the bus stop right now and that we have everything and anything on this planet and what we're dealing with. What I do know, there's certain things that I do know. And I know that the phenomenon UFOs is tied to paranormal. I don't know how, but it is. Uh, I do know that. You know, whether you believe in a religion or not, but I know if you are personally being attacked by an entity that's not a government agent and you kind of ask or call out for God or Jesus Christ, I know it does stop the what's going on at that point. I don't know how that works either. Um, Might be power words. I mean... Because technically, like, Jesus would have had a totally different name, and that's just, like, a more modern thing that they started using the word Jesus. I don't remember the name offhand. I always get backed into this corner when I when I bring this up. But, you know, I, I think that there's definitely power within specific words, even though they may not necessarily be linked or tied to what exactly we think they're linked or tied to. Correct. And there's, like, 16 different versions of Jesus. Um, I know a good person, uh, you know, I try to dabble into the religious studies, uh, I know a good person to follow is uh, Diana Pasalka. I don't know if you ever has have ever read um, American Cosmic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She's she's a great person to. The only thing I don't like about her is that she's got too much faith into the Vatican. I definitely think the Vatican is just a, a, a swamp for pure evil. Um, but you know, it's. You know, we don't, I do know is that the, the Bible has been manipulated. You know, is the Bible just, you know, some kind of story that, you know, how much truth is to the Bible? I think as we're getting older, there, there is some truth to what did happen, but it's been changed so many times throughout the, the years that it's meant to be a control. I mean, it was meant to be a control point, choking point. And they've also taken out a lot of the woo woo that was originally in the Bible. I was going to say everybody uses the King James and that was altered so that he could divorce his wives. And just Correct. to bring it back to Yeshua would have been Jesus's Hebrew name, which translates to English as Joshua. So Jesus wouldn't have been even the English translation of the original name. <laughs> Correct. Um, and again, I, I don't know why it is. I don't know why people have, you know, called out to, you know, the name of the father, the son, the Holy spirit, or they've called out to Jesus and at that moment, whatever was attacking them or whatever was giving them, you know, fear, it stopped. Again, it's probably it is because it's it's connected or, you know, that is connected to so many words, you know, some certain certain terminology. But, you know, it's the, the one thing I could tell people is just don't fall down the rabbit hole of falling just certain people. I think the best thing to do is listen to a bunch of podcasts. I think people like you and I right now, just bullshitting will give people a lot more information than watching something like that Gaia TV show 
or the history channel where you know everything's pretty much rigged and bullshit and you're seeing the same people over and over and over again giving out their own opinions about things um it's just wild it's just an absolute wild topic to explore but i do believe that people really need to start looking into it because we're we're getting closer to disclosure every day and i don't think it's going to be controlled disclosure the way the government wants to happen i think it's going to be catastrophic disclosure where it comes from this whistleblower that's had enough um look at david grush he's getting back into a corner the guy's getting threatened every day um you know they they've broken into his house they've tried to ruin his career um just because he was doing his job he was just looking into special access programs he was he was following budget he was basically being a nerd and an auditor and you know he he stepped on somebody's toes and now they want to ruin his life i mean that's how it seems to go with almost every whistleblower and uh, just just a side note, because we're kind of talking about doing like some side research here. So just out of curiosity, I looked up Jesus, but backwards to see if it would turn into anything. So like S-U-S-J-E. So I look that up and it says, uh, according to some writer in the United Kingdom, uh, the name Sushi is of Spanish origin, which means gift from God. So, I mean, just to kind of bring it back to the whole like UFO concept, when people talk about how they will call out to Jesus and then it will, you know, make the phenomenon go away. I mean, if theoretically that backwards means gift from God, talking about power within words, what if, you know, whether you say a word forwards or backwards, it could still potentially possess the same power. And rather than actually calling out to an individual person, you're asking from a gift from the creator to like make this thing go away or again, maybe the reason why it was called Jesus in the first place is because, you know, Jesus was a gift from God in order to, you know, to take in everybody's sins. I get, I'm trying to figure out a good way to word it. But um, so, I mean, maybe maybe that fits. Maybe they just kind of flipped the word around because the Spanish had their mix in there and there's just a bunch of different mix they go into religion to begin with. But I don't know, maybe, maybe there's some kind of meaning to it as far as it meaning gift from God if you spell it backwards. And maybe that's why it has practical meaning when it comes to all this phenomenon, not just specifically like demons, for example. Correct. I, I think I think you're on the right track, and that you know it's definitely the way to way to start thinking. Um, you know, it's why they call it spelling. Um, I definitely do think that words have certain words have a lot more meaning than others. Um, I definitely think a lot of things that we do that we don't think about is like a ritual. It is like kind of uh, you know we're casting spells. Um, so I don't know. I really don't know. There's sometimes we're studying it. It just, you know, you got to step away because it will, it will fry your brain. Um, uh, but I just do think that, you know, if there's anything that people can take away from this is that, you know, I think people are waiting around, especially on Twitter. If you jump on UFO Twitter, people are just so angry with each other and they don't like the fact is that to be proven wrong. And I think especially when you study the phenomenon or you do study the paranormal that you have to be able to switch your vote, your viewpoint at any time, because anything is possible. And I think that whatever it is, is actually so overbearing that our lizard brain cannot comprehend what is going on. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to get to the root cause of what's going on. I just want to make sure that people don't suffer in silence. And I, 
really want people to start spreading the word of, you know, starting to take care of themselves, especially when it comes to their mental health, that, you know, you don't hear too many people speak out against going to go talk to a therapist, but the way the medical system now, it's pretty much like a trap. It's it, to me, it's like a loose trap. It's the same thing that, that demons do. Um, you know, especially kids, you know, should try to believe all children. And I think what happened to the Bledsoe family is absolutely heartbreaking, but you know, good for them now. Uh, you know, I guess, uh, Chris Bledsoe, he's, he's got a book out now. He's, I guess they're going to make a movie about the book he wrote. So, but for what that family had to endure, just because he experienced and he experienced the unknown, you know, people just try to ruin them. Yeah, honestly. And I mean, <clears throat> his son's out and he's doing like a podcast now. So he's even kind of diving into other research of stuff, but I mean, anybody that's had any type of like prolific experience like that, unless it kind of fits the normal category, everybody will go out of their way to try to ruin them if it doesn't fit into their context, because all it takes is somebody looks outside of the standard context on a particular topic and then it busts the paradigm on everybody thinking about the topic, because now there's a weird variation that nobody quite knows where to place, which again, might be part of the reason why they try to destroy it and squash it or try to disprove it is because it doesn't fit into their, into their idea and their theories that they've developed and then it kind of breaks away and kind of it creates like a side tangent that all of their philosophy doesn't necessarily fit anymore. It's kind of like, you know, digging into like archaeology and then all of a sudden there's giants. Then, you know, it breaks away from the construct of history. So they try to just hide that one little detail so that everything else kind of still fits together still. Absolutely right. I mean, case in point, look at the Bigfoot community. Um, I'm a believer in Bigfoot. I'm also a very big believer in dogmen. Um, I personally believe that they're interdimensional. But if you go on to say, you know, Bigfoot Twitter and you start talking about Bigfoot being interdimensional, there are people that will come and scalp your family because they're stuck in the belief that, you know, Bigfoot came from monkeys and it's just an entity that's always been here and just lives in the woods. And we're going to, the way we're going to learn our way, the way we're going to learn our way through this path of what this phenomenon is, is to learn from each other, learn from experiencers. And if, you know, don't add to the, the mix, if you're not willing to bend your ideas, you got to kind of take everybody's ideas into consideration, then find that meaning spot in the middle that makes sense. Cause I think every, just like religion, just like most things, everybody has a piece of the puzzle. It's a matter of putting all of them together and realizing the truth that's actually at the center. Cause I don't think anybody is necessarily completely right, but I don't think everybody is necessarily completely wrong. So you have to find the part where people are right and put all of those contexts together. But the only way that's ever going to happen is again, if everybody's able to communicate with each other without trying to, you know, cut each other's throats because they have conflicting ideas. Cause again, the truth's always in the middle. Yeah, I think that if you listen to everybody, I believe that everybody has something to say. And I think everybody's got a little truth in what they're what they're spewing. Um, you know, I, I'm sure <laughs> I can only imagine the DMs you get just having your own podcast. You know, you, you try putting information, you you try, you know, opening people's minds. And I'm sure that you had a guest on or you said something where you know, someone felt angry enough where they had to tell you how wrong you are. And it's like, no, bro, just, just listen. We, we don't always have to have the right of fucking opinions. 
Um, you, you can know, always entertain other people's now. ideas without necessarily taking them to heart too, just for the sake of, you know, bending your mind that way and trying to understand other people's opinions. Exactly. And, I, and, and the other thing, the way I look at it is I think that, you know, UFOlogy is the same way how politics are. There's like only two groups. And if you're not on one side, you're, you're completely wrong. And politics is meant to keep us divided. And I think that's what UFOlogy is, is to keep us divided to keep people hating each other, to not learn and understand about what's going on. I mean, with every single community, there's always a a hard split between two different camps, Sasquatch, UFOs, politics, sports, like literally anything you can pick. There's a two hard camps that are split in the middle (laughs) and they purposely put it, it seems always into two camps. (laughs) I mean, look how bad flat earthers and globe, you know, globes go after each other. You know, it's just that there's some mean fucking people out there. Go after NASA, not each other, you know? Like, both of you see NASA as the enemy, so, like, stop attacking each other and just put it off to the side till you figure out the truth from actually going after NASA first. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Let's see. Well, I hate to cut it kind of short, but uh, looks like the rain's picking up and the (laughs) water's coming in the basement. (laughs) Yeah, rather be safe than sorry. I guess before we uh, completely wrap up here, uh, I usually like to end the show with uh, some words of wisdom. And I know you're kind of talking a little bit about some words of wisdom at the end, but uh, if there's any set words of wisdom that you'd like to bestow on the listeners, what might it be? I think the word of wisdom that I can tell people is don't suffer in silence for one there, you know, no one's believing you just keep ringing that bell until somebody listens and understand that, especially if you're male in this world, um, you know, above the age of 30, nobody's coming to save you. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? You have to, you have to do the work. And if you want things to be better, you got to make them better. If you want to be happier, you got to make yourself happier. Um, don't rely on a pill. Don't rely on a drug because you're, you know, especially if you have children that are relying on you, you're not doing yourself anything. It's you're never too old to change your course in life. I mean, the brain is essentially a giant computer. So learn how to operate the computer properly instead of adding more apps to it, trying to make it easier for you to understand. Like you have to bring it back to the roots and actually learn how to operate the system. And then in turn, from learning how to operate the system, you can use your mind properly, such as, you know, I'm a huge overthinker. And for years I'd spend the time, you know, like, oh, what if if this person thought about this because this conversation and you just kind of backtrack on a lot of stuff. But once you figure out how to use the overworking brain properly and you put it towards like a passion or a project or towards research, then it's awesome to have an overthinking brain. You just got to learn how to, again, use it properly. And I think that's what a lot of people need to learn how to do with their heads is rather than getting caught up in the past, getting caught up in all the different traumas you've had in life, use the aspects of your brain that are different to a benefit and learn how to use it properly and learn how to make it so that it benefits you and learn how to rewire your brain yourself because no outside source is going to do it. You're going to have to physically want to do it yourself. Um, Otherwise, again, you're going to end up getting dependent on a whole other thing. And then that goes on a whole other rabbit hole. (laughs) Exactly. Don't sit there and smash keys, you know, Mm -hmm. figure, figure out what you need to get done and get it done. And, um, you know, before I go, I just like to, plug my instagram my shameless plugs but you can find me on uh beyond found solutions um you know if 
you just need the bullshit and I got time, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you. But, uh, again, my biggest, my slogan is don't suffer in silence. I don't want people thinking that they can't afford help or they don't know what to do. Uh, you know, I didn't know what to do four years ago. I didn't know what to do. And someone was able to reach out and help me get through some of my darkest times. And, you know, the only thing I can do in life is, you know, pay it forward. So, um, if you're experiencing things and you know, nobody's believing you or something happened to you and you just don't know what to do, reach out. I'm not saying that I'm going to be correct. I'm not going to say I'm going to solve it, but I'll try. So, so it's beyond bound solutions.com or, or sorry on Instagram. And, uh, like I said, I, hopefully someone's gaining some kind of knowledge out of this instead of me just rambling for an hour and a half. But, uh, thank you very much for the invite uh on your podcast it's pretty cool to i don't get a lot of people in my life where i can you know talk about the woo woo and uh you know aliens and so on and so forth so it's nice to 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 wrap with a like-minded person dude i love having these open conversation styles where we can just run on for a while like i would absolutely love to have you come back on the show because this has been a great conversation i wish we could talk for another hour so we'll definitely have to set something up to have you come back on and I also just want to add in that I think it's an awesome thing that you're doing. Um, I love the people that are actually taking the time to not just, you know, make a show out of something or make a documentary out of somebody's experiences, but actually trying to help people uh, deal with the trauma of their experiences. So there's not a lot of guys out there like you that are doing that stuff. And it's a beautiful thing that you're one of those people out here doing it. So a lot of respect for you and your work, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. Again, I'd love to uh, talk more about ayahuasca, you know, especially people that are on the fence right now. So, yeah. Hit me up. We'll, uh, we'll put something together. Absolutely. If you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review or rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify or whatever other podcatcher that you use. And of course, you guys can also share the show through word of mouth. If you think somebody might really enjoy this episode, you guys can share it with them directly. Or you guys can go on the YouTube or the TikTok, uh, share some different clips of the show. Maybe you can get somebody interested off of watching a little short form version of the show. But anything you guys do, greatly appreciate it. And if you don't do any of that, I just appreciate that you guys are listening to the show. And if anybody hasn't encountered a report, no matter how big, no matter how small, you guys can report that to OMMEncounterReports at Outlook.com. Or you guys know the link tree, and there is a specific submission form for that. And uh, if you guys want to get a hold of me for any other reason whatsoever, you guys can do so through social media. Instagram is the one that I'm the most active on, or Facebook. Or you guys can also email me at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at Outlook.com. Or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form for that. Uh, there is two separate submission forms, so make sure you guys click on the right one. And of course, make sure you guys check your spam or junk folders because I do respond to every single message that I get. But due to the fact that I send out a lot of links for the show, a lot of the time my stuff gets pushed to the spam or junk folders. But anyways, just make sure you guys check, of course, because I don't want anything to get missed going back and forth with you guys. But uh, everything that I mentioned is all available on the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. And I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.